Okay, boys, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. All right, here we go. Bedtime Story, Adventure 2018, written read by me to two boys, urban fantasy-ish. Chapter 5. When Jenny arrived at school on Tuesday morning, her arms and legs were stiff from dance practice and her feet were sore. Still, she had a hop in her step as she went down the stairs into the playground. James would be super excited about what the rats were up to. To her disappointment, he wasn't anywhere in the playground. When the bell went for lining up, Hugo ignored the year sixes and joined her at the front. No sign of James, he said loudly. No, she said shortly. Why did he always speak so loudly? Perhaps there was something wrong with his hearing. One of her granddads was partly deaf and always shouted. He had no idea how loud he actually was. Oh, was all Hugo said in response. It was only when they reached the entrance to the year six wing that James joined them. He looked pale and was moving slower than normal. Jenny let him go in front of her. Thanks, he said quietly. I saw some rats last night in town, Jenny whispered. They were collecting wires. What was that? Hugo cut in. Not more rats. What were they doing? Not so loud, hissed James, and it's none of your business. Jenny didn't think James was in the sort of mood to be kicked. Indoor voices, Hugo, she said. We'll talk about it upstairs. No, we won't, muttered James. Jenny didn't say anything else until they reached the year six quiet area. She took her coat off and put it on the back of a chair. Hugo went straight to the computer. How were they going to talk about the rats without being rude to Hugo? She really didn't want him shouting all over the place. James was struggling to take his coat off. She went over to him and carefully helped him pull his right arm out of the sleeve. What's wrong? she whispered, hoping that Hugo wouldn't hear. I had a run-in with a snake last night. It was part whisper and part groan. I think it was poisonous. A snake, Jenny said, in Brighton. What? Hugo's voice boomed. A snake, you say? James groaned. Hang on, Hugo, Jenny said as nicely as she could. Then she whispered to James. We've got to let him in on this, otherwise it'll be impossible. No, said James. Just no. He shook his head and sat down slowly at the table in the middle of the quiet area. Just a snake game, Jenny said. I thought there was one on the computer that we used to play. Oh, Hugo said. I'll see if I can find it. For the rest of the morning, Jenny didn't mention rats and James didn't mention snakes. Even at break time, Hugo hung around, making it impossible to talk. It wasn't until lunch that they got the opportunity. It was in the dinner hall. All three year sevens lined up and collected their lunch on plastic trays. Jenny noticed that James held his tray with his left hand. The hall was full. As they were looking for somewhere to sit, she saw two spare seats on an otherwise full table. They were next to Wilf in year six, and his younger brother Laurie, who must be in year three now. She waited until Hugo had gone past the table, then quickly sat down next to Wilf. James took the cue and sat opposite next to Laurie. Hugo walked on to the next table, found no free seats, then turned back toward them. Sorry, Hugo, it's full today, we'll have to split up, Jenny said. I could shuffle up and... Laurie began, but Jenny knocked her knee against his, and James shot him a look, and he stopped talking. Catch you outside, James said with a slight smile. Over by the exercise bike. Right, yes, Hugo said, looking at the other two year sevens. See you out there!
Jenny felt terrible as Hugo wandered off. He ended up sitting at the teacher's table and kept glancing over at them while he ate. What's all that about? Wilf asked. Jenny looked down the table. Next to Wilf was another year six boy she didn't know. One along from Laurie was a girl she didn't know. It's all right, Wilf said. This is Fred in my class and his sister Elsie. Elsie's in Laurie's class. Jenny raised her eyebrows at Wilf. You can trust them. They're in the Green Hands gang, he said. They are? Jenny and James said at the same time. Well, after you two went to secondary school, we've kind of been keeping the gang going here. Wilf looked sheepish. You know, Laurie said, solving school mysteries, but nothing important. Not like what happened last year with the foxes. Jenny sighed. Wilf, Laurie and their friends had been extremely useful before, especially when they were under attack from a roving fox clan. And she'd been dying to talk to James all day and didn't want to miss the chance. Okay, she said, but anything you hear has to be kept secret. We don't know what's going on yet, so need to stay sensible and just observe. She looked at James and he nodded in agreement. She quickly told them about the rats carrying the wires and about the three claw marks on the church. She had brought the badger stone with her and passed it around for everyone to look at the claw marks. You got this from a badger? Elsie asked, eyes wide. Jenny nodded, and the younger girl passed the stone to her brother, delicately, as if it would break at the slightest touch. Then it was James's turn to tell his story about the rat in the rubbish pile, and then the run-in with the voice in the car. When he got to the part about the snake dodging No-Tail's arrow, Laurie said, Awesome! and fist-bumped his brother. James showed them his right hand and the bandage on his little finger. Is it still bleeding? Jenny asked. Only a little, but that's No-Tail's fault, really. Wilf, who was sitting next to James, leaned in for a closer look at the finger. It might be the light in here, he said, but that finger definitely looks greener than the others. James frowned and held his hand away from his face. Not green, Laurie said. It's grey. It's definitely grey. It looks blue from over here, Fred added. Whoever was right, Jenny did think the finger was a bit off-looking. You have to go to the doctor, she said firmly. It's clearly hurting and your whole arm isn't working properly. What would I say, James said. I got bitten by a poisonous snake while trying to steal a Chinese military part from the backseat of a car. Jenny wasn't sure what he should say, but he needed to do something. Everyone agreed that the rats were up to no good. Wilf, Fred, Laurie and Elsie said they would look out for the claw marks and the sideways S around town, and they'd tell the rest of the gang to look out too. By the time they'd finished talking, lunchtime was over. It wasn't until they were lining up that Jenny remembered they'd said they'd meet Hugo in the playground. She looked around for him and spotted him at the back of the line. He looked away when she caught his eye. When they got back to the quiet area, Hugo sat at the computer and put headphones on. Jenny was upset with herself that they'd made him sit on his own for lunch. They had needed to talk things over, though, and Hugo would have made that impossible. By the end of the day, Hugo still wasn't talking to them. James would have looked pleased with himself if he hadn't looked so sick. Before she helped him into his coat, they had another look at his finger. His whole hand looked grey now, not just his finger. It's not so bad, he said as Jenny gingerly pulled his coat sleeve up over his arm. He winced when the cuff brushed his finger. 
You've got to get it looked at, Jenny said. By a doctor. James said nothing, but nodded. Hugo didn't say goodbye, but simply strode off, his long legs pacing fast out of the school gate. Jenny walked with James back to his house. She was worried about him. He never got sick. She couldn't remember him ever having a day off at school for a proper illness. She watched him let himself into his front door, and then saw something moving on the roof. A grey blur danced its way down the side of the house, gutter, windowsill, porch, then landed gently on her shoulder. Hello, No-Tail, she said. Have you been waiting for James to come home? No-Tail said nothing, but simply hopped down to the ground and paused to look back before hopping further along the pavement, then paused again and looked back. Jenny knew what the little squirrel wanted her to do. She looked at her watch. It was getting dark and a light drizzle had formed in the air. There was another dance practice in town tonight. Despite her aching feet, she'd been looking forward to it all day, and she wanted to take another look round the churchyard where she'd seen the rats and the claw mark. But James needed help. His hand looked awful, and she was sure he wasn't actually going to go to the doctor. She pushed the dance and the churchyard out of her thoughts and set off up the road in pursuit of the squirrel with no tail.